Live from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are having a great day. We have, like, an all-time great show for you tonight. We have so many great guests. If I told you all the great guests, it would take the rest of the segment. So I can't. Just get, that'll be something Matt does at the end of the segment. Because I don't want to steal his thunder. We have a ton of great stuff. We have so many great stories. We're not going to be able to get to it all. So I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to cherry pick and give you the very, 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 very best stuff. But I promise you, it's going to be fun. You have made a wise choice in hanging out with us tonight. You have chosen wisely. Here's another thing I want you to do right now. Whatever you're doing, if you're listening to the radio, keep listening to it. If you are uh, on your phone listening, don't do anything. Just keep listening on the phone. Go subscribe to the podcast. Look up Kyra Nights with Jake Scorheim wherever you get your podcast. I promise you're going to enjoy it. We post all sorts of stuff there, and we're going to start posting some extra stuff that we're not allowed to play on the radio, but we can post on the podcast because there's different rules about that sort of thing. So uh, get to that. Download it so you don't miss a second of it. And if you choose not to download it... You chose poorly. Yes, very poorly. Shame on you. All right. uh, Real quick, I want to give you guys some parenting advice. Because, as you know, I'm a parent. I got three boys. I got one on the way. I'm about to be a parent of four boys, which means I know everything about parenting. Absolutely everything. You couldn't stump me if you tried. You're feel free, you're feel free to try. Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476. I will give you whatever perfect parenting advice that you need to fix your life. Like, uh, what was that show on uh, Fox years ago? The Nanny? Remember that Nanny? Yeah, yeah. She'd come in from England and just tell the kids they were bad, and then the kids would feel... A super nanny, right? Super nanny. That's it. Yeah, super nanny. I'm like a super nanny, but not super nanny. I'm not a super nanny, but I'm really great at parenting advice. I stumbled upon a trick this morning with my kids, and I felt like such a genius doing this. Modern children have a big problem, and the big problem is that they don't have patience. Yours might have patience. Mine, we're still working on it, Uh, but they're young. We got time. One of the reasons they don't have patience is because unlike you and I, who grew up when we watched TV growing up, we'd have to sit through commercials, we'd have to sit through the credits, then the show would come on and would very often, at least three times a show, it would be broken up with commercial breaks. And these are all just times that we're experiencing anger, but we get over it because we know that our show is going to come back. Kids don't have that these days. Kids don't have to worry about shows going away. They don't have to even sit through the credits. They just, like, hit that little button. Netflix has it. Prime has it. Uh, uh, HBO Max has it. Everything. Uh, Disney. Just a little skip button. You can skip it. You don't even have to watch the credits, which are only, like, 10 seconds. But kids these days are so impatient, they can't even sit for 10 seconds. So you know what I did this morning as a parent who cares about my kids and I love my kids? I took the remote away. Like we, I, This is also kind of a bad thing to admit. Sometimes when things get loud at my house in the mornings and I'm making breakfast, I'm getting the kids ready for school, the best way to calm them down is I turn on Bluey. Bluey's a great show. It's hilarious. Uh, it's a cartoon if you haven't seen it. But my kids are thinking to themselves, oh, and they're like eight minutes, nine minutes each. They're really short. But they want to skip the credits. And so what I've started doing, I've started not allowing them to skip the credits. And then... Patience, right? They learn patience, and uh, that's just good parenting. That's just a helpful tip. Take that. Use it for what you will. All right, uh, let's get into it. We have First, we have a trivia clip here. We play a trivia clip every single day. You guys guess on the text line, 888-973-5476. If you don't get it on the text line, don't worry. You can listen for the answer at the News Roundup, which is the start of the next hour. This one is kind of a tricky one, actually. I'm not sure how many of you are going to get it. 
Good luck. We're gonna go inside, we're gonna go outside, inside and outside. We're gonna get him on the run, boys. Once we get him on the run, we're gonna keep him on the run. And then we're gonna go, 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 go. And we're not gonna stop until we get across that goal line. This is the team they say is good. Well, I think we're better than them. They can't lick us. What do you say, man? What do you say, man? All right, that's your guess. Uh, hit me up. Let me know what you think. Matt, let's get into it. All right, we have kind of an update here. Uh, do you guys remember the Teen Pajama Prowlers? It's a real clever name. I think that's why it caught on. Apparently, according to Bellevue Police Department, they actually have arrested some suspects. Now, if you don't remember the story, there was three teenage girls, and we didn't know how old they were because it was in ring camera footage that we saw, but they all wore matching pajamas. And at night... They would go around. Originally, the video that we all saw was from, I think it was the Lake Hills neighborhood in Bellevue. And they all went around breaking into cars in their PJs and hoodies, like pajama hoodies. And they would use rocks or hammers or what have you. In one night, they hit 18 cars, which is no fun. Nobody likes to get broken into. It's a, it's a real bummer. And we had no idea who, this, who these people were. And then they didn't just do it in Bellevue. There was other reports of pajama prowlers down in Federal Way and in different cities. And they hit all these different spots. But apparently, according to the Bellevue Police Department, Officer Seth Tyler, he talked with Coward News Radio earlier, and he said that they have made some arrests. He said the teens are all from Federal Way and are suspected of a series of cars, uh, uh, I'm sorry, are suspected of a series of car break-ins in the Lake Hills neighborhood in Bellevue. He says, we did some additional investigation and we learned that these individuals were tied to a number of similar incidents in the region, including armed robbery, that's no good, in the parking lot of a grocery store in Federal Way. Uh, he says that the suspects, and this is the part that I found shocking. When I watched this video originally, I'm horrible at guessing age. I just have no idea. I just don't know. I have no idea how Matt is, how old Matt is. I have no idea how old Lisa is. I'm even worse with children. Um, I have children myself and I still can't guess. I was on the elevator with somebody the other day. My wife and I were coming back from an OBGYN appointment. That's for baby stuff, for people who don't know what that is. And I just learned recently what that was. And we were coming back from that, and we're sitting in the elevator. There's a lady in the elevator with her kid in a stroller. Now, I have an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 4-year-old. None of them are in a stroller. I look over at the kid in a stroller, and I, I'm, like, talking to the mom, because that's what I do. I talk to people in tightly enclosed spaces, which my wife wishes I wouldn't do. And I asked the lady, I said, oh, how old is he? She's a little son. He was like, you know, making funny faces. I said, how old is he? Is he five? And the lady looks at me like I have lobsters crawling out of my ear. She goes, no, he's, uh, he's 16 months. Like, why would, of course he's not five. It's ridiculous. Now, I have no kids in strollers. Like, I should know that. I have a four-year-old who looks way bigger than that kid. But in my brain, I just have, like, age blindness. So anyway, when I saw these girls in these videos, I thought to myself, these are 20-something girls and they are, you know, they're, they're heading for a bad place if they get arrested. And I highly recommended that they stop doing it. Apparently they didn't. Guess how old they are? 13 and 14 and 16, apparently. Uh, according to law enforcement, 13, 14, and 16, uh, they said after assistance, this is all on My Northwest, you can read all this, after assistance from surrounding agencies and other sources, Bellevue Police Department arrested two of the individuals on Friday, according to Bellevue uh, Beat. The first suspect, 13, was arrested for suspicion of possession of a stolen vehicle, malicious mischief, and motor vehicle prowling. All of those are bad things. Don't do that. Uh, the second suspect, 14, so young, was arrested for suspicion of possession of a stolen vehicle, motor vehicle prowling, and malicious, uh, malicious mischief. 
Same kind of thing there. And they have identified a third juvenile individual. She's 16 years old. They have recommended charges to the King County prosecutor and King County juvenile prosecutor. And so we're still waiting to hear back on that one. The second and third suspects, get this, they were already in the custody of the King County Youth Detention Facility for charges on unrelated incidents. So these girls are super high achievers, it sounds like, and breaking into cars. Ultimately, this is Seth Tyler, says ultimately what it came down to was some good old-fashioned detective work, and we were able to definitively link them to these crimes. Great job, Bellevue Police Department. Congratulations. I'm glad you caught these girls. And any kid out there, don't break into cars. It's a bad deal. We don't like it. I think there's this thing now where kids think that they're kind of untouchable, and they think that they can't, they won't pay for their crimes. We've actually seen that in the case of like Kia boys and things like that. They actually call themselves Kia boys. And they get excited. And then they post about their stealings. They post about their vehicle thefts. I just can't imagine what's going on in somebody's head who thinks that they want to post about that kind of stuff. So bad deal, but I'm glad they arrested these girls. But other young people out there who are listening, don't do bad stuff. Like, don't break into vehicles. Don't steal them. Just, you know, no matter how popular you think you're going to get, you're not going to like where you end up. I promise. All right, let's move on. This story is really exciting. I was so excited to tell you guys this. When I read this story, I was like, oh, I love delivering good news. I love giving you guys good news. You know what this show is all about. It's about upbeat. It's about feeling hopeful. It's about having fun. And when I saw this story, I said, you know what? This might have some of that. We should talk about it. It's very exciting, and I'm so excited to tell you about it. Happy days are here again. The skies above are here again. Let us sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. a little misleading there. The happy days are not for you. It's for the IRS, but you should still be happy for the IRS, right? Aren't you guys still excited for the IRS? So here's what happened. The IRS had this thing that was comically named the Inflation Reduction Act. And what they did was they gave a bunch of money to the IRS. And part of their way to fight inflation apparently was to hire a bunch of IRS agents to go after your money. And they successfully did that. And at the time, there's a a website called Government Executive. They track these types of things. They said a funding and staffing surge at the Eternal Revenue Service is going to lead to a big windfall of new money coming in, way more than they estimated. So the Biden administration originally estimated that they were going to hire a bunch of IRS agents, like thousands of of additional agents for the Treasury Department. And then they were going to, because there's all these new agents and they're able to process things faster and better, they were going to bring in $390 billion in revenue. Congratulations of your money. Here's the great part, again, for the IRS. Not for you. For you, it sucks. For the IRS, they're actually going to bring in $850 billion. Overachievers, good for you guys. Very cool. Stop wasting my time. You know what I want. You know what I need. Oh, maybe you don't. Do I have to come right back? That's, of course, from Spinal Tap. Very funny. Um, So, yeah, the original estimates factored only the direct impact of hiring thousands of additional revenue agents, according to this article, which Treasury Department officials now say neglected revenue-generating factors, such as service improvements that make it easier to take your money. 
And so they're making like a ton of extra money from you guys. And so we should all be happy for them, I guess. They put this out like it was a like a a big win for all of us, but it feels like less money for all of us. So I don't I don't love it. I don't love it at all. Uh, in fact, it makes me want to laugh at politics, which is what we're going to do right now. Uh, last night in Nevada, there was a primary. It was Tuesday night. And former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, she's running against Donald Trump for the GOP uh, to be the GOP candidate for president. And she did not have a good night last night. And she lost pretty handily. She got, I think it was 31% of the vote. And the rest went to, guess who? Not Trump, because he wasn't even on the ballot. She lost to, quote, none of these candidates. <laughs> people in, uh, thousands upon thousands of people in Nevada had their chance to vote for Nikki Haley or none of these candidates. Well, none of these candidates did run an impressive campaign. You got to give them that. They did. And they chose none of these candidates. With 93% of the vote counted, uh, I think none of these candidates got around 60%. So 60, what is it? 60-something percent of the vote. So pretty good, none of these candidates. Um, it did remind me, Nikki Haley, of course, right after the Haley campaign said that they, quote, did not spend a dime nor an ounce of energy on Nevada, slamming the state's GOP process as rigged for Trump, and instead said that Haley's remained focused on her home state of South Carolina, uh, which will hold its primary on February 14th. So she's crossing her fingers for that one. Trump, who never misses an opportunity to take a shot at one of his opponents, he said immediately, he posted this, he said a bad night for Nikki Haley, losing by almost 30 points in Nevada to None of these candidates. And then he said, watch, she'll soon claim victory. So, again, Trump is, you know, give him his due. He's a clever guy. It did remind me of this. So did you ever see the movie Brewster's Millions, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that. what he does? Like, the, Okay, so the I'll give you a very quick, uh, like, rundown of what that movie's about. Um, a hard, a down-on-his-luck baseball player. This is, like, a really silly. This is, like, a totally 1980s movie plot. A down-on-his-luck 1980s baseball player. Uh, who is like in a very, very low league, uh, you know, like minor leagues. Yeah, the minors, yeah. He finds out that he has a very, very, very rich relative who has just passed away, and he is inheriting all this money. And so the relative says, "Uh, I've been watching you, Brewster. His name is Monty Brewster. That's Richard Pryor's character. He says, I've been watching you, Brewster, and I can tell that you're very, very bad with money, which is very true if you watch the movie. And, And the movie's starring Richard Pryor and John Candy. It's hilarious. So Richard Pryor then is given a, a choice. He can either take like five, ten million or five million or whatever the number is, or they will give him thirty million dollars, and I think it's thirty days maybe or something like that. It's a very short window of time. He has thirty days to spend that thirty million dollars. At the end of the thirty days, if he has successfully spent thirty million dollars, then then I should say, not then, then if he has nothing to show for it, which is the tough part, he can't have anything left. He can't have a single thing that he's gained through that money being spent. And if he gets those th- if he spends that successfully, then he gets the real inheritance, which is like hundreds of millions of dollars. And the whole point of the movie is, you know, you just shouldn't idolize money and teaches you to hate money. And so, but the whole point of this, because this show is not designed just to give you the plot line of a 1980s obscure comedy. Really? I thought that was the whole point. The the whole point of this is the big the big coup that he comes up with is the best way to spend money. And get rid of it and have nothing to show for it is to run a political campaign in which Richard Pryor does this. Mr. Brewster! Mr. Brewster! Could you please give us your reasons for your sudden and unexpected candidacy? I figure voting for Salvino or Heller is just as silly as them running for office, which is just as silly as me running for office. (laughs) The only thing that's silly is the power of the people's vote. 
And I think the people should use it to vote for them. None of the above. <laughs> no, I, 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 none of the above. And that's what happened with uh, Nikki Haley in Nevada last night. I don't know uh, if this bodes well for her campaign going forward, but... Who knows? Fingers crossed for her. All right, we got a lot of great stuff coming up on the show. You're not going to want to miss it. Matt, what do we got? All right, on tonight's show, joining us from 710 Seattle Sports, the great Dave Wyman joins to help us solve a mystery. Kyra News Radio reporter Kate Stone has a scary story about a local murder. And, of course, Lisa Brooks will join us for the news roundup at 8.06. That's all headed your way on tonight's edition of Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scoreheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I got a very special guest, an all-around heck of a nice guy, just a wonderful raconteur. His name is Dave Wyman, and he joins me now. Dave, welcome to the oh, show. Oh, well, thank you for that introduction. I appreciate he, it. You can find him every day over on the Wyman and Bob Show on 710 Seattle Sports. Uh, Dave and I were just having an off-air discussion. Should I pull this on the air? Is this a discussion we could talk about on the air? We talk about it on our show. You I did? don't know if that's much of a a standard um, there, but right, yeah. Real, real quick, and then we'll get into some sports stuff, some sports gossip. But real fast, there's and this is, literally applies to no one in the audience. So when you're thinking about like things to talk about that might relate to the audience, this is not one of those things. Okay. There's somebody who works in our building. I assume it's a man. Because it's in the men's room that we're seeing this. <laughs> yes. I suppose there could be like some really tricky lady who goes in there, and I, I don't know why. But uh, somebody's not a flusher right. in the men's restroom yeah. in the in the urinal. We call him the urinator, and <laughs> you guys have come up with a name for him yeah. on your show. Yeah, and and we go in there and come back and report. You know, like oh, well, it wasn't that guy. That guy's checked off the list. So you guys are actually you guys are actually doing like a surveillance. Thing. Well, sort of. It's not like we have cameras and things like that. This but. is what gets a sports audience jacked up. It's hearing about <laughs> you guys investigating urinal behaviors. I think it's like a Kaiser Soze uh, insider yeah. type that's doing it. You're because right. we can't narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever that rascal is. Now, we know Curly, whenever he's in the building, he, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, we don't blame him for that because it's infrequent, you know, like, and yeah, he's only here once a month. Whenever, whenever like he's in, I, you know, we don't know, we don't know what he's doing. Yeah. But so it can't be him because it's happening every day. And I know it's getting flushed. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cause I go in after and I, I'm always, you know, it's not me. Well, see, I'm telling here, you, it's not me. Here's the thing. Okay. And let's just get down and dirty now. I mean, sure. if it does happen to splash when you go to the bathroom in a urinal, it does happen to splash. You accept it, right? Cause sure. you know, it's a water and then. It's mine. Yeah. It's it's my totally. I don't want somebody else's pee no, no, no. splashing accidentally on my legs or no, my it's pants your own or brew. anything like that's that. That's one thing. Yeah. Somebody else, yuck. There you go. Totally gross. That's that's the entire reason. The other thing is they think they're conserving water when they're not because everybody who approaches a urinal that's full of pee, Double they flush fl- it. They, it gets flushed anyway. And then you yeah, flush it again. Because you're not going to go if it's full. Yeah. Like every guy knows this. You don't go into a urinal no, that's full. You because, don't. Because of what you've just described, Dave. Right. The splash. The splash. And you find that out, especially during the summer. You know, when you're wearing shorts, you're like, Jesus. oh, man. It's, All right. Done, it's more enough on. <laughs> Jake, I was almost going to give you a hard time. Like, you had me over here for this. <laughs> we got a Super Bowl. We got Super Bowl All right, I want to get to something real fast. Have you heard about this uh, Have you heard about this coyote incident with the Super Bowl? I've been talking about this on my show. I just, I'm fascinated by this. 
So there was apparently, and it's like it's all rumors and conjecture right now, but there's apparently one of the NFL players who's in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl was apparently, according to many sources, none of it verified, was bitten by a coyote because the players are not staying on the strip. Right. No, they're staying like it's like an hour outside of Vegas, which I've stayed there before. It's a really nice resort out, sure, yeah, out in the desert. It's not a budget in, but it, well, that and also it's not um, a casino, you know. So I mean, that's why they don't have guys. I mean, can you imagine if they were staying uh, no, down at no, like Caesars? Yeah, or the week after the Super Bowl is going to be a lot of players oh, yeah. on the strip, but yeah. uh, the week before they're trying to keep those players away. They're trying to keep the fans probably away from the players. Yeah, people in Vegas go crazy. You've heard that. Um, yeah. But apparently somebody was bitten by a coyote, and they're not saying who it is yet, and they're not verifying if it was a player. But could it be one of the Kansas like, City Chiefs? Could it be? I mean, like, what if it's— Patrick Mahomes. What if it's Mahomes? Yeah. Or what if it's Travis Kelsey? And it's on again, his right hand. And it's on his throwing hand, right? <laughs> or what if it's Kelsey, and I don't know why that— I mean, he's, he has to catch the ball. What if they get rabies? Huh? Rabies kills— Three people every single year in the United States. Is that right? I don't know if that's the actual. <laughs> it's, it's a very, it's a very low number. You said it with such conviction. Yeah, I say a lot um, of that on this show. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I remember hearing when I was a kid that in order to treat rabies, this is probably one of those things you hear when you're a kid that you had to get shots like right in your stomach, Ooh. and it was like a really long needle. And I don't know if that's something that like parents told their kids so they don't go near stray dogs. But what like. Or bats. Bats can give you rabies. Yeah. Or uh, raccoon. I don't know if a raccoon can give you rabies. There's a bunch of animals, so you just have to be aware of yeah. rabies. Well, I don't... I've I've heard something about it, but I don't... Uh, I'm not entirely sure if that's... Here's another true. question for you. Roman numerals. Super mm -hmm. Bowl Roman numerals. What's the deal? Why do they keep doing that? It just keeps yeah. getting higher and higher. I can't read them. I could do it when it was like Super Bowl three, which yeah. I wasn't around for, <laughs> but... What are we at? What are we up to? 58. 58. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just read it as Super Bowl LVIII. And I said, I just said, I guess I don't need to know what Super Bowl it yeah. is. Doesn't well, matter to me. L is a 50. Um, and then the V is a five. And then if you want, and then the X, like if you, you know, it's X, it goes, you know, LVIX, which means nine, right? So next year it should X be. X is nine. I thought X was LVIX. I believe. Yeah. It's you take the, the one and put it on the other side of the ten, that makes it a nine. This is like this pretty is pretty sure. No, this is like uh physics or something to me. I just don't get it. You know what? I Super Bowl history, if you watch the very first Super Bowl, have you ever looked at the highlights? It's the Packers and the Chiefs, I think. No. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Is first it, of is all it black and white? Uh, no, it's in color, but okay. like they have all these hokey things. First of all, it's at the LA Coliseum and it's like thirty percent full. Because everyone's like, what is this? Like, yeah. What is this, what is this Super Bowl I don't know thing? if this thing's going to take. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. I don't know exactly. if this is going to work. Yeah. And for a while there, in like the 70s, they used to have Up With People. You ever heard of that group? No. It was like, I don't know if they were <laughs> religious or what, but it was like a big singing group that would sing like happy, positive songs and the they'd all be dressed alike. Are they like and, the Hare Krishnas? Or are they, are they, uh, they're not no, bald, right? Not so much that. No. Okay. No. But um, yeah, it was, it was just strange. And then... You know, and then you would have like bands perform at halftime. And then, and really quick, the story in Super Bowl One was that it was Green Bay. There was a starting um, uh, starting receiver who got injured or he was sick the day of, or he got injured in the game, I think. And there's a guy, now I'm blanking, Max McGee. 
So he was a, a backup receiver, and he okay. was never going to get out on the field because they had like three he's receivers. Backup. Yeah, yeah, he's a backup, and they didn't run a bunch of multi-wide receiver schemes or anything. There was like three wide receivers on the team. And so uh, he went out the night before and was smoking and drinking and reportedly got in at like 6 in the morning. Because he's just having a great time. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just like, I yeah. don't know what this Super Bowl thing is, but I'm going to go and have, <laughs> have some fun. He went to all these parties. He rolls in at like 6 o'clock. He probably was actually working his other job because back then yeah, they all had, they like had five to. jobs. Yeah, but he, you know, he rolls in, gets a couple hours of sleep, and then he ends up catching the ball like eight times for 137 yards, two touchdowns, Whoa. and he was hung over. The whole time, yeah, and he just had like a phenomenal game. Well, let's see. Having I've never, never done that, but like it would probably take a quarter to work it out of you. Yeah, and then you'd be you'd be okay. That's crazy. So the first Super Bowl was thirty percent attended, yeah. and was serenaded by a Christian rock band. It's well, like the not, NFL, the NFL has come bad. a long way. Yes, it has. <laughs> it has because <laughs> Super Bowl LV something. Uh, it's it's definitely an exciting event. There's a lot of people showing up for this yeah. thing. It's not going to be thirty. Well, look at your text and see if I explained Roman numerals correctly. I, I think yeah, I, I don't did, think you did. I don't sure. think you did. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. But we, you know, remember Super Bowl forty was XL, right? So it, you know, if you no. put it on the left of the L, it means take ten off. I thought when you put an okay, so if you ha I know that V is five, mm -hmm. right? And if you put a one behind a five, you're subtracting one from five. Makes it four. So that makes it four. Yeah, it's the same principle of X. So you know? L is fifty, mm -hmm. one is one, mm -hmm. and X is a ten. So that would be Super Bowl fifty nine. V is a five. Yeah. So, okay. Is that what you said? That's what you said a little bit ago. Yeah. Well then, I think you're right. I think you've got. Well, it. it's it's actually 58 this year, but so yet next year would be 59. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Next year, I'm looking ahead gotcha. to next year. Okay. All right, that's Dave Wyman Glad from the uh, Wyman and Bob See Show. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna be right back here on Cover Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. I had no idea that when I asked Dave to come on with us that we would end up talking about urinals and rabies, uh, but we did. That's the fun part of this show. Uh, I got a text message. I'm going to read this because it's fine. I was just going to respond. I try to respond to every text message. If you guys want to text us anytime, 888-973-5476, we do our best to get to all of them eventually, but uh, this one was funny, and I was just going to respond to it, but I thought I'd read it to you because the story is crazy. Uh, this is from uh, Whidbey Island Girl. She texts in. She says, hey, Dave, it's true. Because Dave has uh, Dave was saying that he thought he had heard that you get rabies shots with uh, a needle into the stomach, which many people have texted. A lot of rabies in our audience. And many people have said it comes in pill form now. You can get treatment that way. But back in the day, you did get treatment through uh, needles in the stomach, I guess. So Whidbey Island Girl says, hey, Dave, it's true. I was bit by a rat in Redondo Beach, California, and the rat got away. I guess the reason she'd be worried about that is, I guess if they catch the rat, they could determine whether or not it has rabies, and then you don't have to go through the pain of the treatment. Um, but she says, I had to get rabies shots because it is a 50-50 chance of getting rabies. I don't mean to laugh. That's just awful. And if you get rabies, you die. I got a shot in my stomach one each day for 14 days. They were good-sized needles, and each injection site swelled up. I was the first case of rat bite in 20 years in L.A. County. I do not like rats at all. Love you guys. Yeah, no kidding. She doesn't like rats at all. Uh, she may have gotten rabies for one. 
All right. Uh, so thank you guys for all your texts. You're texting a ton of great stuff. I really appreciate it. It's fun just conversing with you guys back and forth. I enjoy I'm feeling it. a sense of relief tonight. I actually remembered something from elementary school. I got the Roman numerals thing right. I'm feeling great. And you knew that? Yeah. Okay, I didn't remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was right. Good for you, Matt. You know more than I do. Uh, people are texting me in Roman numeral stuff, too. And so I feel like I am uh, I'm getting smarter as I talk to you guys. So thank you. This was interesting to me. I found this fascinating. Do you know who Kamal Kumail Nanjiani is? He's an actor. He was in, he's hilarious in a show um, called, uh, oh my gosh, oh, Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a comedian. He started as a comedian and now he's um, he's actor and I think he was even nominated for an Academy Award for a movie that he and his wife co-wrote together about her experience getting sick. And the movie was called The Big Sick. And so they wrote that movie and they starred in it, uh, or... He starred in it. I don't believe she did, but she co-wrote it with him. They were nominated for an Oscar. He's been in Silicon Valley, which, again, I said it was hilarious. He was in a movie um, in the middle of the pandemic called The Eternals, which is a Marvel movie. It did not do well. It was not well-received. It had some huge stars in it. But he was talking about it recently on this podcast, and I found it just kind of fascinating because he was saying that it, the reviews got to him so badly that he had to seek out therapy after reading bad reviews. Listen to this. It was really, really hard because Marvel thought that movie was going to be like really, really well reviewed. And so they lifted the embargo really early and they also put it in some fancy movie festivals. And they sent us on a big like global tour promoting the movie right as the embargo was lifted. And so we had to like sort of travel the world while they thought we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. It just sort of was the reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah. I was too aware of it. I was too aware of it. I was reading every review. I was checking too much because this thing had become too much in my head because this was also after right after the pandemic, you know, so we're mm-hmm. coming out after this. Everything's heightened. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think that there was some weird soup in the atmosphere for why that movie got slammed so much. And I think a, a, not very much of it has to do with the actual quality of the movie. Anyway, it was really, really hard. And that's when I was like, This is unfair to me. It's unfair to Emily. I can't approach my work this way anymore. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. I I, I talked to, I still talk to my therapist about that. I would, Emily says that, you know, obviously that, that, that I do have trauma from it. I actually, Emily and I just got dinner with someone else from that movie. And we were like, man, that was tough, wasn't it? He's like, yeah, that was really tough. I think we all went through something kind of similar. It's really interesting, this, this, um, and I really like this guy, Kumail Nanjiani. He's, I really find him to be hilarious. I think he's a really funny comedian. Again, if you haven't seen Silicon Valley, he's just like, he's totally pitch perfect. Every joke in that show is so funny. I think that's a Mike Judge show, right? Silicon Valley? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So good. So, so good. And it stands the test. It's been out the air for like 10 years now or something, but it's, it stands the test of time. Very funny. But when I hear somebody complaining, and this is not a, this is not a critique of him, just kind of, it's a critique of this general idea that you use words like trauma when discussing reading a bad movie review. And I know he probably didn't intend for it to sound like that. And, you know, obviously he was probably thinking this is going to be the thing that launches me into the next stratosphere. He had a lot of expectation about what that movie was going to do for his career. But if you talk to people who have actually like suffered actual trauma, and I have no idea what's going on in his life. I know he went through something very difficult with his wife who was literally in a coma. So I know he understands what trauma is. 
And so, but to say that this is trauma to me, I just go like, all right, well, this isn't the same thing as like actual trauma. And uh, but I'm, I'm interested in what your thoughts on this are. Triple eight ninety seven three five four seven six. If I had to choose all the traumas out there, personally, I would take the trauma where I was starring in a movie and I got paid a movie star's salary and I got bad reviews. Bad reviews, trust me, we get bad reviews all the time, nightly, from listeners. I don't mind bad reviews. Yeah, and his choice of words was kind of unfortunate, but look at it this way. I think people forget that acting is a craft that people can be very passionate about. So let's say you knew you were coming in every day doing the absolute best show you could. You knew you were firing on all cylinders. Everything about it should be working. And then it just didn't work. Wouldn't you feel like a punch to the gut about that? Yeah, I would, but I but I think... I think ultimately it's about having perspective on the things that actually matter. Like work is an important thing, but it's not everything. You know, there are much more important things than how you earn your money and make your living. For a lot of people, work is everything. I understand that. But for me personally, this is a blast. I love doing this. But the things that actually affect me are like when my kids are sick or something like that. Or if my wife is mad at me for something, which doesn't happen often because I'm just like a peach of a husband. Trust me. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a great guy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, I, get, I think it's all about just perspective. But we have a great show next hour. We have so much coming up. We have the news roundup. I'm going to give you the answer to that trivia question. Kate Stone is going to be on with us with just a crazy story. You're not even going to believe the story she's going to tell us next hour. All of that. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights.